Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet Fan here, and I am very, very, very excited to be here with you guys tonight for another edition of the Amateur Otaku Podcast, where we talk about the anime that we love, that we enjoy, but more than anything, the anime that we believe that you should be checking out. So thank you for joining us. And as usual, I am not doing this by myself because there's no way, there is no way, there is no way that I can talk anime alone. I'm always accompanied by the one, the only, the mad Hashina Isaac Wolf. What is up, man? We, yeah, I thought we said earlier today, I'm not the mad here. Um, it's it's in your name. It, I, I, I don't put the word mad before Doc Isaac because I believe that by looking at your avatar is implied that you're mad. Okay? That's, I That's mean, just because I'm mad. Uh, that I funny. I mean, it's, impl- it's implied. It's implied. Can you see yourself? Look. You are the mad dog exit. Everybody, look. Look at that face. Look at that face. Mad dog Isaac is undeniable, sir. <laughs> just 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 embrace it. It's who you are. It's your identity. <laughs> it's either it's either I call you mad dog Isaac or I, or I call you Doc the pun master Isaac. So which one do you want? You gotta pick one. Eh. Eh. Yeah, I can continue with that. <laughs> Mad duck. Thank you, sir. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Thank you for joining us. Isaac, Check I'm excited. Chat, by the way. I'm excited to be here with you and um, to talk anime. So are you excited to talk about this particular show that we are covering tonight? It shall be interesting. Okay. Now, before we decided to cover this show, did you have any any interest in the show? Have you seen it before? What's your position on it? I just heard of it, and I just thought uh, might might uh, might watch it later because uh, it because uh, it looks funny, but there are more anim- uh, there are other animists on the priority. Okay. So this wasn't an anime that stood out to you like something that you wanted to prioritize, is what you're trying to say. It wasn't, this wasn't one of those animes that was like on the top of your list. Is that what you were trying to say? No. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean... This is one of those shows that I knew, similar to Jujutsu Kaisen when it came out last year. Um, when Demon Slayer came out, I kept hearing from 
everybody how great this show was or how great this show looked and 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 how it was something that i should check out um and i checked it out a little bit ago like i i I saw the show like from episode one to episode 21 maybe a year and a half ago a, a year ago and i finally finished it now because most of the times because i mostly don't have a lot of time i focus my anime viewing time to look at shows that i'm going to cover with you here um here when i cover with you and that i'm taco so i focus on watching those shows because i really don't have a lot of time but i'm really happy that we finally got the opportunity to watch it now and that we're able to talk about it because this was one, if not the biggest anime of 2019. And not only that, the movie is like the biggest thing overseas right now to the point that it's making even more money. That's an understatement. Yeah, that, that's even making even more money than the biggest anime movie of all time in Japan, which used to be Spirited Away, right? That was like the biggest money-making movie in theaters. Uh, your your name went the, your name? crossover. Okay, so your name. So your name was the biggest one ever to make money in Japan, right? I believe it was first. Uh, I believe it first was uh, Princess Monomaki, then uh, your name, and now uh, Demon Slayer. But I can be wrong. Okay, but still, the fact that uh, something like Demon Slayer, that like it's a great anime movie it's a great anime show but it's like very specific it's it's not like like princess mononoke is an epic um your name is like a a a more slice of life fantasy um romance kind of thing like demon slayer is something completely different and i think it has to do a lot with which i know we're going to talk about it in depth in the sh- when we talk about the show i think it has to do a lot with the style of the show and 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 the way it tells a story because I think there's a there's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for there's a there's a way that this story is narrated that I think it feels very classic samurai story you know what I mean it feels like if I I, I get a lot of sense like if I know you haven't played the game. But I know that you you've probably seen one of the more one of the latest PS4 games before the PS5 came out was Ghost of Tsushima, which is was this show. Yeah, I've that, seen that one. That that was a samurai tale, um, in the in the vein of of the great director Akira Kurosawa, which is one of the greatest directors of all time, especially of samurai epics of, of from Japan. So it it has that sense. It has that like heritage from it does that make sense like it has a sense of mystery it takes itself seriously it of course has a lot of funny anime moments like most anime do but more than anything it feels like you're watching this this epic you know what i mean it it, it feels grown up in that sense or it feels old school in that sense in the way that for example my hero doesn't have that air to it does that make sense because my heroes, of course, is very contemporary in its in the way it's telling its story. Um, I think this one has a lot of things to offer, and I'm excited that we're covering finally. Um, if you guys like what we do here at the Amateur Taco Podcast, um, make sure to go to our YouTube channel. Um, make sure you like 
and you're subscribed to the channel, make sure you click on the bell for notifications so you do not miss any episodes. Um, today, we had the privilege of doing two episodes. We did a stream earlier today where we started our coverage of the Promised Neverland Season 2, and now we're covering Demon Slayer. And we give you two episodes every week, so make sure that you subscribe to the channel and you hit the like button and press on the bell so you don't miss any episodes. Um, Isaac, I'm ready to talk Demon Slayer at length. Are you ready, my friend? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and read a quick summary of the basis of the show, and we'll go from there. Okay, so here is a quick summary of Demon Slayer. <clears throat> Tanjiro is a young boy that supports his family by selling coal and performing odd jobs at the nearby town closest to his family's home in the mountains. One day after a hard day's work, he fails to return home due to the dangers that lurk in the night to then find his family slaughtered by a demon in the morning. Though broken by the tragedy, he finds, it finds in himself the strength to carry his sister Nezuko to the nearest doctor as it appears that she is the only one that has survived the attack. To his surprise and to his detriment, not only has his sister survived, but she has been turned into a demon. Challenged by Giyo Tomioka, a demon slayer, and the faith that his sister is still alive within her new demon self, Tanjiro vows to grow in strength and become a demon slayer and find a way to make his sister human again. This is Demon Slayer, written by the great Koyoharu Gotege, directed by Haruo Sotosaki, and produced by UFO Table. So I think from, from that summary, let's talk first from that pilot, right? Which I think yeah. the pilot does a lot to describe the kind of show that this show is. Um, it's interesting how this pilot is only, every episode is what, 23, 24 minutes, right? Yeah. But because of the type of storytelling that it does, is it just me or is this one of those pilots that feels that is longer as a, as opposed to being a short thing? You know what I mean? It, Not exactly. Like, like to me, it feels, well, what I mean by that is that it, 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 it is able to say so much in very little time but it doesn't feel rushed. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like that? Yeah, like, like yeah. The, it's, a, it's a show that's very tight. Um, there's the, the pacing is very good, but it doesn't feel like, like it's dragging, but it doesn't feel that it goes on too quick. It, like I felt that the pilot felt like a 40-minute pilot as opposed to being a standard 23 minutes. Like there's so much story that happens in a such clear and nice way that – that I, I am really able to grasp what the show is about. Um, and I think that's the first thing that drew my attention to the show. The pilot is like super strong, you know, because there's some shows that you kind of don't get a grasp of what it's about till like episode four or five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this one from the get go, you get a clear idea of what you are to what you're, what you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That depends on how you view it. What are, you, what are your thoughts? 
in the at the beginning here yeah, with the pilot and all, the the series come off as a sort of like a I wouldn't say Attack on Titan series, but it it it, it's, it comes off as sort of like a um fantasy drama epic, so to speak, about uh, this fantasy world with demons and uh, humans, etc. You, you get what I mean? Um, so when you're saying that, like, it feels lighthearted, like it's a light story as opposed to a serious, heavy-handed story like Attack on Titan, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's it, it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, what, it uh, it feels more like it felt more like uh, Bleach, but without uh, without the uh, constant uh, gags. You know what I mean? Yes, I can see what you're saying. So, like this but is like then like later a... on. Then later on, it ends up become self-aware and breaking the fourth wall and have gags like a war in Tama, and I'm just. What? What? And I, I'm just. Did I switch series? Well, I, I, I think I know what you're saying, and, and I don't want to jump too far ahead because I think what you're saying is mostly related to the last three episodes of the season, which tends to, which, which they they have uh, gangs throughout the season, but they're they're the worst towards the end. They get yeah. they, they they're Absolute. worst. Absolutely. Right, right. But then again, those are kind of like filler episodes, and you know that. They're they're like training montage, filler episodes, stuff like that. But but I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the comedy or or the gags that they do derail the show because in terms of whenever the show is telling the story and you get the fights with the demons, the show is nitty-gritty serious and fantastic um and 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 you don't want to you don't want to forget that this of course is not going to be that attack on titan show that is serious from 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 start to finish this is not that show but now I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say necessarily that it changes styles dramatically. I I would just say that when it comes to different characters that it introduces, it presents different layers and different different ways for you to catch your breath, because of how dark the story can get at times very quickly. Because this is one of those shows that it it really doesn't let you breathe, especially yeah, in, the yeah, first, yeah, in the in the in the first yeah, 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 episode. I I get what you mean. Um, you need to have co uh, some comic reliefs to just ease the tension. I'm uh, I'm not gonna disqualify that argument. However, this is sort of like how if uh, how should I put it? They are trying to make uh, Dragon Ball uh, Dragon Ball some serious 
drama. And then when he uh, meets Kamisenin, they are uh, becoming a uh, sitcom with uh, superpowers. Because uh, it's get it, uh, it gets even worse when uh, what's the character's name? Since uh, Agatsuma, then it gets even worse. You mean Senitsu? Yeah, Senitsu. They get even worse then. I mean, see, I I don't want to focus too much on that because. Part of me thinks you're being a bit a bit too drastic with with that take. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that kind of that kind of don't get, don't, don't get me wrong. I can see this appeal of the show. I had some degree liked it, but it was so. But I can't. Um, I can't say that this series is. It's sort of like Yujutsu Kaisen, so to speak. But I feel that this has more of an identity crisis than what Yujutsu Kaisen had. That's the, the, that's with the, how I think the whole gags and seriousness fits between them. Yes, they are children, so you should have some gags to, because uh, they don't act super in, immature and all that jazz. But there is a difference between comedy and comedy. See, and that's the thing. I don't think this show has an identity crisis. I, I don't think that this one applies for that. Because, because for example, in the case of Jujutsu Kaisen, the show goes out of its way to tell you, hey, we're borrowing from this. You know what I mean? Like, Jujutsu Kaisen goes out of its way to make itself super, super relatable and super, super hip or, or present in today's day and age. Demon Slayer walks the line if you have a character that's meant to push that line. Because whenever those characters are not in the show or are not in a scene, the, 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 the show goes back to its normal rhythm. So it's, it does have its standard rhythm, its standard line, its standard identity, a standard um, type yeah. of storytelling and focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I, 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 I think just to say that what happens with these characters warps the show or makes it warp the antidote, I think it goes a little too far from my take. Now, your take is valid. How you feel and how you take it is completely valid and because you know we're different and that's okay. But from my point of view, I, I feel that's taking it a bit far because like, like for example, I would agree with you if, if whenever Tanjiro was in the scene with these people, with, with, for example, Inosuke and Sanitsu, and and he would stop being Tanjiro and, and act like someone else, then I would understand. But Tanjiro never changes. He's always the same kind of kind character that he is, no matter what character he's with. You know what I mean? His personality doesn't warp and stuff like that. The, 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 the personality yeah. of other characters doesn't warp because of these characters that are being outlandish. You know what I mean? 
So, so yeah, but the, those Saint uh, uh, and Inosuke is sort of like how should I put it? Uh, what's what's that series called? Put kid uh, if you put Kid Goku in Attack on Titans, it sort of felt like that. It's I don't think it's that dramatic though. That's the thing. I don't think it's that dramatic because 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 everything that they do is ingrained to the world they're in. It doesn't feel out of place though. Like for example, the reason Senitsu is the way he is is because he doesn't want to be a Demon Slayer. Because he understands yeah, uh, the dangers of it. Yeah, you, uh, you can have a character that is a bit comedic about he's scared, but not, uh, not to the point that you wish uh, constantly say shut up and wish they gets the axe uh, uh, any, uh, by any second now. What do you mean? He was so... He was... Uh, there is a difference between being a scary pants and being annoying. And, uh, no, no, sort of and, like and that's, and that's, total, and that's totally yeah. understandable. You find Senitsu annoying. Krillin in a Dragon Ball, in Dragon Ball, that also is kind of like scary pants. He's never annoying. He's a comedic character, yes, but he is never unwritten uh, annoying. And Dragon Ball is meant to be a more light-hearted show. Mere comedic show, and this is from the uh, from the uh, mangaka that love gags and uh, puns and a joke. I mean, he's uh, the new threat in Dragon Ball Super is named after serials. I mean, this, but the, but the, but to say that Senitsu is annoying, it's valid, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that he doesn't belong in this world, though. It doesn't mean that he don't fit. He's just the other end of the spectrum. That's the way I see it. Because he's not the only one you can, that, that... You can have a character that is scared, but he's forced to be um, apart. I'm not saying that. It totally fits within this lore um, that there are some that might not want to be demon slayers. I'm not saying that whatsoever. It's the execution of that character that I will... Uh, uh, that I want uh, that is so horribly executed because you want to strangle him as soon as he starts speaking. And that's never a good thing, especially when uh, that character is supposed to be the, uh, is obvious, uh, supposed to be the comedic relief. I get, I get, I get, I get understand what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying. To me, I think I think I think you're on one side of the spectrum when it comes to Senitsu. Because I know there's I think there's gonna be the type of people, like for example, in my case, I can I can I can oversee, I can get over the fact that he can be annoying. Because whenever he actually gets down and dirty, he's pretty badass. See, I can I can get over that. Now, if you are not able to get over that, I can understand why. I can understand why. Like he's a character that you rather not watch and skip, and go back to where Tanjiro's by his own. 
Like I and I can understand that. And I can understand that. But I but I the, I think the only thing that I don't agree with is that to say that that the selection of a character like that in the show affects the identity of the show. No, I not the selection, uh, the execution. See, I, I don't agree. I think that you simply don't like the character. I think it's which is two different things. Like I, like, like, like I said, you can have <laughs> characters like that and it doesn't uh, uh, misfit and doesn't, isn't annoying. Look at Krillin in original Dragon Ball. And this but that's is a different. Sh- but it's a different show, though. Yes, and I totally but he, he, yes, but he real. Uh, but uh, that's what I mean. The Dragon Ball has seriously ha- uh, has some serious moments, and uh, it also have comedic moments, and the, uh, those never feels out of place. And those uh, characters is never in uh, those characters aren't really annoying, so to speak. But when you have such an uh, Serious, serious, uh, such as this, because, uh, well, let's face it, when uh, they are speaking about the history between Demon Slayer and uh, uh, Slayers and Demons, it becomes quite Attack on Titans almost. And I dare say, Sanjay, uh, we have a new, um, sorry, Ichigo, but we have a new uh, main character that, uh, that gets uh, extremely damaged between each fight, but, but, there is a, a difference between ha- having a comedic relief and someone that sticks out in the series like a sore thumb because of his execution. And because his quote-unquote badass moments just feels like a like a excuse, just a, 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 an excuse that he should. Uh, is able to handle himself, so to speak. You can, uh, because they are just. Uh, how should I put it? Without spoiling it a bit much. Well, with uh, with um, uh, with Sanjiro's sister. You're putting a spell on her in uh, one of the earlier episodes that is supposed to uh, hel- uh, help him uh, control control her so she doesn't attack humans. And then you, there uh, to speak, why don't you, they capture humans, uh, say, uh, capture demons uh, to do that constantly, to have an army uh, of demons against each other. But th- that's besides the point. And it's sort of like uh, him having his badass moment being an extremely fitting uh, plot device that really doesn't make sense either. Uh, or should I say, it feels forced. You could uh, just have her being a special, uh, having her be a special scenario being the reason why she don't attack humans instead of she must have a spell. Well, that's the thing, though. It's not just a spell, though. It's a mixture of the two things. Because she doesn't need the spell to recognize Tanjiro. So the humanity of Nezuko is already there. What what the sensei does, Uro Todaki, whatever his name is, 
he ex- he just expands the way that humanity is already there. So don't I don't I don't think I, I don't I don't think it's that simple. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So the the plot device is not that she will never attack humans just because of the spell, because it's the fact that she wouldn't attack Tanjiro from the beginning. That's that's the plot point. That's the idea. The spell that the sensei did just makes that even stronger to for her to see other humans as a member of her family. But she would she wasn't going to attack Hanjiro anyway, which is a big difference. Okay, that, that's fair. That I can because I can get behind. Yeah, because the whole thing about the pilot, which is why it's so important. Is because you have the whole arc of establishing who Tanjiro is, his kind heart, the idea that he has his unique sense of smell and, and all that stuff, right? Which is a very interesting plot device, you know? Like you and and it, and yes, it's very bleach. In the case of Ichigo, he can see ghosts. In the case of 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 Kaisen, um, Itadori is physically almost superhuman in the case of tanjiro he has this amazing sense of smell so he has something that's naturally his that is just a huge that gives him a boost when it comes to doing what he ends up doing next but when you go to the when you go to the pilot what makes it so powerful it's the fact that that without the help of anyone he was able to break through through his sister and his sister was able to show Giyu that she wouldn't eat him. And from there, that's where the story evolves. And just and keep in mind also that she was asleep for two years before that he goes out on his journey. So so for two years, she was sleeping. And yes, the sensei used that suggestion. But that suggestion is on top of what was already there, which what makes her, her case so particular. Which is why Giyu... which is funny, which which is funny considering we talked about uh, how uh, we have a training montage option uh, or flash forwards uh, in a couple of episodes, and they are uh, adults later to challenge it all. Well, in this case, it's different because at least this one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I, know I, know, I know, I know, I know. It's just funny. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now, one of the things that this show does very well, and I want to hear your thoughts about this, is that this show does something that I think my hero does very well as well, is that they tell a lot of story in in fewer episodes. And it never feels rushed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, in the first five episodes, so much happens and it feels that it's condensed in a way that it's easy to follow that and 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 you're willing to get behind and you like you could pretty much assume that the first five episodes could be one two-hour movie you know what i mean because it fits so well it connects so well and it moves with a very good pace nothing feels like it's going too slow nothing feels that it goes too fast and you practically have all the basic information that will help you follow the lore and follow the show and stuff like that. I mean, this show does a great job of explaining things and of walking you through what's going on in the world. Now, 
One of the things to me that stands out to the show that I really love is the animation. And one of the things that I wanted to bring to to you before we talk about as we talk about the animation is did you know that UFO table does a lot of animation for video games? That makes a lot of sense, honestly. They do a lot. They do the opening shorts and animations for Code Vein. They do it for God Eater. They do it for the Tales games, like a lot of the opening anime shorts and stuff like that. It's UFO table. This makes this makes so much sense than on how it looks. And and one of the things that I love about the show is that, apart from the fact that the the drawing animation looks beautiful. It's how they use um, the palette of colors that you normally see in like Japanese folkloric paintings to illustrate the special abilities. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said uh, the animation was weird because somehow it looked to three the animate but it fit within uh, its animation sometimes yeah. it's fa- uh, was animated a, a bit uh, uh, i would almost say uh, fully cool is uh, comedic uh, with the, the oversaturation yes. which is one yeah. of the reasons why i don't think the in the character works uh, a certain uh, a certain character we talked uh, talked about this it works considering the but anyway, and then we have uh, all traditional uh, folklore uh, paintings as a way of showing the, the special abilities. And I'm just, the, uh, the, it is gorgeous and it works within. Although, uh, um, with our, uh, then we can argue about the middle part, but it, it isn't ugly animation, at least. What do you mean by the middle part? It it, it connects with the, the whole. Uh, it fits within those gags that you want to do, but uh, you know uh, what I mean with that, uh, what I think how they execute the com- a comedy in this movie, movie series. Okay, okay, no, and I get it, but the and, and I can understand that, but the but but I but you can but you have to agree that especially like you said. The mixture of the Japanese art style, um, color palettes and forms and lines, how it influences the different abilities of the different demons and uh, the different demon slayers have, to me, is something very unique um, to this show. And, 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 and I think with so many anime out there, um, especially when you have an anime that's an action-oriented anime that has power-ups and stuff like that, it's always about how do you distinguish the abilities from other shows? You know what I mean? How do you make it stand out where when you watch the show, this is like, oh, okay, this is awesome. Like, you know, like, for example, you don't want to look at the show and say, oh, this reminds me of Bleach or, oh, this reminds me of Naruto. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you don't want to be the show that looks like this other show. You want to be your own thing. And I think this is one of those shows that does that in spades, apart from the fact that the action of the show is phenomenal. 
like the action sequences of the show to me are fantastic, are great. Like the choreography, I can agree on the choreographies. I can um, Yeah, like 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 even like for example, even those characters that you don't like, the battles where they're featured are very good. You know what I mean? Like at least when in it comes to in terms of choreographs, at least. Exactly. So like it it's one of those things that's very consistently good. Which is why I, I am not surprised that this show blew up as much as it did. You know what I mean? This show blew up as much as it did and, and it's for a good reason, because the show is fantastic. Um now it is the first season and is I seen better. <laughs> Now, do you say that just because of those particular characters or are there other things that you do not like? Those particular characters. If you're going to continue the, uh, covering the series, uh, please tell me that those two get axed off or at least sh change their behavior later on because, my God, they are insufferable. Okay, so in other words, what you're saying is that these these characters, in your opinion, are breaking the show. Um, close, because uh, wow. I really liked the series when uh, uh, the siblings was together, because that was uh, that uh, those mo uh, those uh, moments were sweet and uh, and uh, just uh, it. It, it, it was more personal and it was sweet and it just it felt and you could just feel the connection between the two and it, and that they both have grown so let's talk about that let's talk about that um i think these this has the potential of being one of the biggest sibling relationships in anime Similar, I'm not saying that they're, I don't think it's there yet, but you gotta, you, you gotta admit that there's a little bit of full metal in this. Yeah, absolutely. In, ter in terms of how the sibling relationship is like the cornerstone of the show, you know, and, absolutely. and how they communicate and how they come together. Um, and and you and you know how I feel about Full Metal, which is yeah, one. You love that one, I know. And I I like how this particular show makes that a thing, and how them it's all about them being together. Um, of course, Tanjiro is is if if Edward Elric if Edward Elric wasn't hot headed, he would be Tanjiro. <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 I like that that he follows that type of character. Um, and I really, I really want to see more of them because I think it's a, it's a beautiful dynamic. Um, and, and, and Nesuko is like the cutest character I've seen in a long time. I think it's the cutest character I've seen in a long time in a serious show. Does that make sense? Because you know that this show has yeah. really dark, really serious moments, but She's so cute. Like, like there's so many moments that are that are literally built for you to go, oh, <laughs> like they're just built for that. 
And I think it fits very well with, with the, with their dynamic. Like to me, one of the most cutest moments is when she goes and when he goes, Hey, Nezuko, I made this basket. And he goes like, you know, how you got really big. Is there any way that you can get small? And then she does. And then my heart breaks. <laughs> like, like that kind of, that kind of dynamic between them and her. Becoming like a baby again to a degree because of her animalistic form taking, you know, I think it's pretty cool. Um, now, I think this is one of the most streamlined training montages I've seen ever in anime. Because you know how in yeah. anime, you kind of see training and it takes like 10 episodes or more. Let's not talk about Dragon Ball Z, where Goku was in a hyperbolic time chamber for like 30 days, like 30 episodes <laughs> before he came out with Gohan Super Saiyan 2. But, um, but like so much training and growth occurs in those first five episodes. And I think I've never seen an and I, I don't think I've seen an anime do it that quickly, but that's successfully where it's it's meaningful to the story. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it never, brought, yeah. it never brushes off um, the the amount of work that Tanjiro put in it, and, and I think it all has to do with the animation and the character designs. Like to me, one of the most brilliant things of the show is the fact that you see his hair grow while he's training. You see the wounds in his hands, and how every time you see Tanjiro's hands, they're all full of blisters and and like they're all rough for holding the sword so long. Like those tiny little details that the show pays attention to, I think those are the kind of things that make make the attention to detail very nice. Because very few shows go down to that amount of detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. That and, I can, um, uh, and that I know what you mean. And yeah, that, that can agree with. Um, now... How do you how do you feel about this show being one of those that tells you who the villain is from the get go? How do you feel so, about considering that? what considering the context of the series and all that? Yes, I think it fits. Yeah, and and but the biggest thing I think. Second to that, one of the biggest things that this, one of the biggest risks I think that the, that the show takes, which is very interesting, is not only that they present who the villain is from the get go, the hero and the villain meet in episode five. No, not episode five. They meet like halfway through the season. And, 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 and you kind of have a glimpse of how serious of a danger this. Musan Kabutsuji, Kibutsuji is. And I really want to see more of this guy. I like how he's cold and calculating, how he has different roles, how he changes depending on what he's trying to do. Um, and I like how he's a mixture of high class and sophisticated, but deadly and grotesque. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he reminds me a lot uh, he reminds me a lot of a, a lot. Who does he remind me of? I have I have it in the tip of my tongue. Um, 
I don't want to say that name because it's cliche, but he okay, he reminds me a lot of uh, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I don't he reminds me a lot about he reminds me a lot to a lot of Sephiroth. In 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 the sense that he is this like high-end person. You know what I mean? Like nobody looks at Sephiroth and thinks that he's just a dude. No, Sephiroth is like soldier, top class. You know what I mean? Like he's like the greatest yeah. warrior. Socially, he has the stature. Like Musan Kubutsuji looks like this high-end character. Like this guy is wealthy. This guy is strong. This guy projects. This guy brings brings silence to a room authority wherever he goes. But then when you see like towards the end of the season where he has the meeting with all of his demons, right? The way he is, you're like, oh my God, he's he's a monster. You know what I mean? Like apart from the fact that he is this high profile yeah. person, he still is a monster. Like he still is a demon. And you can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like it's like one of those mo one of those characters like you haven't even seen my final form you know what i mean so that's an understatement what do you think about the demon character designs and the different demons that we've seen so far that's i it's a more how should i put it I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how to put it, but I do f uh, find them very fitting uh, towards the how they portray. Uh, as in, the, it, it, the design-wise fits within the contracts and how uh, he wants to portray the world. Does that make sense? As in, portray the world as in. His designs, his uh, character, uh, his character designs, his world design, uh, just that's that sort of thing. Yeah, none of them look out of place. They all look yeah. like, especially like, for example, when you get to the one that has all the all the drums on him, like all the drums are traditional Japanese drums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when exactly. you go when you go to the one that's like a spider. Um, he doesn't look like he, you see all the spider elements and stuff like that. Um, but it makes you think that you're watching something that could have been drawn in Japan. Like if everything feels timely and is specific to the era, nothing looks too modern to, to raise an eyebrow. You know what I mean? Speaking of, yes, a fine soundtrack, uh, is it Funimation that uh, is dubbing uh, dubbing uh, Demon Slayer? Um, let me see. Uh, no, it's Aniplex. Aniplex. Aniplex is, we, uh, is the one that licensed it in the, in North America. So I'm assuming they're doing the dub. Yeah, because uh, they have gone pretty much all in with the voice as for dub here. We have uh, the likes of uh, Robbie Damon, Ray Chase, 
Sandra Mobius, which is, uh, in case you didn't know, Joker from Persona 5, they have mm. Steam, uh, Steve Bloom uh, as the drummer. They have uh, Rika Harlasher, which is uh, Violet in Violet Evergarden, and, uh, and in Persona, we have Matthew Mercer, Levi. We have, uh, uh, yeah, we have Johnny Bon, uh, Johnny Young Bosch also. Who played? Bryce, uh, who, who plays the voice of Tanjiro? Uh, Zach Eglar. He's. Um, have you? Uh, you know. Um, you know the robot apprentice for the uh, One Punch Man. Oh, he he's he's the voice of Genos. Genos, yes, and he is the voice of male Violet also. Uh, nice. In uh, which you know, considering uh, he's in uh, Smash Bros. Right. And who plays the voice of Muzan Kibutsuji? Like the villain? Who plays the voice of the villain? Greg uh, Shun. He is known uh, as, well, uh, Ike in Fire Emblem, which is a, uh, who talks about fighting for his friends. Mm. Let me see here. I think uh, you would recognize him as, uh, for example, uh, Garu in the One Punch Man. And mm. Where is it? Where is it? He's also uh, uh, Carmine in Blaze Blue Cross Tag. Nice, nice. I mean, I'm not surprised that that they gone all in on this show because this show blew up like like crazy. And to think, and I wouldn't be and surprised. I don't, know, I don't need to mention how uh, Robert Damon is, right? <laughs> well, t share with the class. And Ray Chase, that is. Share with the class. Robert Damon is uh, uh, Ray Chase. Final Fantasy Geeks is uh, Noctis, and uh, Robert is. Uh, what the fuck is that a character's name? What what game? Hi is there, it? opening. Uh, he's one. Yeah, also Fire Emblem Fifteen. Okay. I'm talking about uh, Gunman. What's the name of him? Oh, Pronto. 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 Thank you. Yeah, Pronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this show. I mean, they've gone like animation-wise. Um, they're not sparing anything. Voice acting wise, it's not spraying anything. I mean, this is this is a top tier show. Like <laughs> it is. Um, I know you have your gripes about it, but I'm glad that I think you can agree with me that what it does right, it does super right. You know what I mean? Um, what it does well, it transcends the usual. And there's a reason why this show blew up as much as it did. And I wouldn't be surprised if everyone that actually watches this episode. A lot, of, a lot of it is easily because of how Kawaii, the sisters, I can guarantee you that. That is, that, that is, and that's the thing. I think that kind of dynamic or that kind of character broadens the appeal of the show. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be people that are going to watch it because of the story. There's going to be people that are going to watch it because of the action. And there's some people that are going to watch it because of Nezuko. You know what I mean? You, you have this yeah. wide variety of people that are watching the show for this wide variety of reasons that I think it's, 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 it's pretty interesting 
how it's also, happened. She, she is also Persona 5 uh, voice actress. And the English voice actress for the intro song in Super Smash Brothers. She's uh, the punk do- do- uh, doctor in Persona 5. Ooh. Megumi. Um, but yes, I mean, this show is very good. Um, are you going to keep watching it? I am. And I'm excited to watch the movie whenever it decides to come out. Supposedly, it's going to have a broader release sometime before April. And and I can't wait um, to watch this movie. Um, I'm... I'm... Uh, if we're covering it, continue covering it, Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But you're only going to keep watching it if we're going to continue covering it. So, and that's fair. And that's fair. Um, I I actually love the show a lot. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see it, see more of it. I know there's a lot of people that are dying to watch the next story arc. Now, let's talk about the unusual way the season ends. Because has there ever been a show that wraps the season Announcing a canon movie. I've never seen that before. Have you seen that before? Not that I can recall. Like I it's probably a very... have. Uh, I probably have one uh, uh, once without uh, re- forgotten. Uh, I'm, I, I probably have, but I can't. Uh, I can't uh, remember it right now. Yeah, to me, it's kind of crazy because I, you know, it doesn't only just end like the way it ends. It tells you this concludes this. It literally says this concludes this arc, which they're calling the coming of age arc. And now and, which makes sense to call it that. Right. And then it goes next arc is the infinite train arc which we know that infinite is what translates to Mugen in Japanese, which is because the movie's called Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Um, and it says film adaptation greenlit. So this movie was greenlit at the end of, towards the end of the season, which the season wrapped in September, 2019. The movie came out late last year, 2020. So, apparently, they're covering the entire arc in this film. So, I'm pretty confident it's going to be a long film. It's going to be like two, two and a half hours probably. Um, it looks like it's going to be action-packed. Um, it's, it's, going to, it's going to feature this new fire-type-based um, samurai. Um, by the way, it, it, it is. I, I feel that it's super Power Ranger-ish and super... RPG-ish, that each of the each of the Hashina Demon Slayers are all element-based in one way, shape, or form. Like, they all have their different yeah. types of powers. I find that so so RPG, so Power Ranger-ish. And it's funny how we're stuck with the three basic elements in the train. Because you have the Hashina fire type, you have Tanjiro, which is the water type, and then you have 
um, your favorite character, Senitsu, <laughs> which is a lightning type. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, he's in, he, he's uh, such a, light, a lightning speaker when he's uh, trying to get on my nerves, that's for sure. One of these days, if I ever go to Sweden, I'm going to cosplay as him so you can shut your door in my face. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie has made too much money and it's going to keep making money. Um, now, I don't know if you know this, Isaac, but did you know that this, this, this is one of those shows that the manga is complete? Is it complete? I thought it, it yes. was. Uh, no, no, the manga is done. No, no, it's done. So, so if you wanted to watch, if, so if you read the manga, you can read Demon Slayer from beginning to end, because it's, it's, the, the manga is over. So, huh. so, so it's, I. Uh, isn't it shown as uh, shown in Jump manga? Um, I think so. I think so. I know it's I'm available. I'm surprised that uh, Shonen Jump. I'm surprised that Shonen Jump didn't tell the mangaka about uh, spreading the series out, so it could be a longer show and a longer, longer series, so to speak. Yeah, it went on for 23 volumes, and then it ended. My friend Jeremy has read the whole thing. So, so it's one, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those. Um, but yeah, guys, I'm pretty confident that everybody that has tuned in to this episode that we've talked on Demon Slayer has already seen Demon Slayer. Um, tell us what you think. You, you know how Isaac Zing feels, you know how I feel. You've heard the things that we've disagreed on. You've heard the things that we agree on. Um, but it's safe to say that the more important thing is that we can see, we can both agree on the fact that we can see how this show can appeal to a variety of people. And I think that is one of the shows that you give a chance. Maybe you feel like me, maybe you feel like Isaac, or maybe you just think that Netsuko is damn cute. But either way, this might be a show that's for you. So go check out Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. If you want to read the manga, it's available on the Viz Manga app. Subscription is only $3 um, a month, and you can read as many mangas as you can. That's where I read Jujutsu Kaisen. That's where I read My Hero Academia. Um, and that's where I might start reading Demon Slayer. So go check it out. Demon Slayer is also available on Funimation. It's available on Crunchyroll. Isaac, did you watch it on Crunchyroll or Bakanim? It's on Vakamine in Scandinavia, um, but it's available worldwide. Hopefully, whenever the movie comes out, I can convince Isaac to watch it with me so we can cover it and we can hear how much he loves Senitsu. You know what, Isaac? Dude, if I I can stomach it. If I can stomach it through an evan- the Evangelion series again, I can stomach it through the uh, Demon Slayer movie. I actually feel that a miracle happened today, Isaac. Just like you keep saying that I love End of Evangelion, which, now you I, do. which I don't, now I can say that you love Sanitsu. See, there's a balance that has to be brought back to the force. No, you can't, <laughs> because we all know that. 
because I said that I I can at least stomach to watch that. Yeah, and so in some that just means that I may have more mental capacity to go through stuff I'm more annoyed at than you. Well, you know, some people are better than others. <laughs> um, but yes, here we are. Thank you for joining us at the Amateur Taco Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you want to hear more of us, subscribe to our channel, like this video, and, and, and click on the bell for notifications so you don't miss uh, any episode I'm that we have. I'm sorry? And I'm going to mute, uh, mute my uh, DM box because uh, potential uh, Demon Slayer fans. Be, um, who knows? Before, uh, who knows? It might be a similar situation like Sword Out Online where the crowd is divided. You're going to have those that hate Sanitsu as much as you do. You guys will form a team and then we'll go full Twilight, Team Sanitsu, Team... No? No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but but yes. So if you want to listen to our YouTube channel, subscribe there. Uh, share with your friends. If you want to listen to in the podcast, um, the Amateur Talk Podcast is available on Spotify, available on Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, and many more. Isaac, before we head out, where can we find you? Well, you can find me at Emblomaniac on Twitter, like you see down below, and you can find my work at Woburn Entertainment. And you can find me on Twitter at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two. You can find me on Instagram at the Scarlet Fan Fifty Two, and you can find me on Facebook as Brandon Alvarado. I write my own music. Um, sometimes I share it. I write poetry and stuff like that. And I also. Um, do stuff for Wobam Entertainment. Um, we're going to be revamping the show very soon. The Amateur Otaku is partnering with Wobam as another place where we can post anime-related stuff, not just what we do on YouTube and podcasts, but also reviews and written articles on anime and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for more stuff as Wobam rises from the ashes to be the awesome site that is meant to be. Um, and... If you if you like what we're doing, send us send us your your questions, your suggestions for future episodes um, on Twitter at Amateur Otaku Pod, or you can send us an email Amateur Otaku Pod Amateur Otaku RTF at gmail.com. That is Amateur Otaku RTF at gmail.com. We have a full catalog of shows that we're going to be covering from now to March. But keep in mind, if you recommend us a show. We're going to put it on the top of the list because we want to cover the shows that you want us to cover, whether because you want to talk about it or whether because you want to decide whether or not the show is for you. Because as you know, we love talking anime with people that love it, but also want to talk anime with people that don't know if it's for them. And we want to provide you a good review and idea so you can go check the show for yourself. That's what we do here at the Amateur Talk Podcast. So thank you for joining us. Have peace, guys. Have it awesome. Hello.